This is Project Meraki. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Safira and this is Project Meraki. Meraki is the concept of people putting a little piece of themselves into their work. And this project is dedicated talking to friends and mentors that I believe do this in their lives. With me today in the dojo at Carpenter Street here in Singapore is Ben Bogla, the director of Kali Majapahit as well as RED Asia. So hi Ben, uh, you're very involved in the teaching of martial arts and other practices that focus on self-defense and safety. Was there any major personal event that contributed towards you wanting to teach others personal safety? No, if not, how and why did you get into it? Um, actually, the way I started teaching that was more... I was interested in the health aspect of things, the personal development, like how do you, how do you grow yourself, how do you... Um, yeah, basically increase your awareness and things like this. So this is how it got me into personal development and I just found that the best tool to do it was martial arts, which then evolved into, so you have the art part, which is more of you know something that takes a decade, two decades, three decades, and then you have the, the personal safety, the self-defense, which is something that should be very simple, very straightforward, um, that everyone can do, um, and that doesn't take too long to learn, basically. Right, right. I'll be bringing on the founder of RAID later on this, in this season, but briefly tell us, what is RAID? What, like, what's your involvement in the RAID Academy? Okay, so RAID is something that, that really came about um, following the, the martial arts that we've been teaching for um, well, now decades um, and the law enforcement training that we've been giving. And so what we wanted to do is to really come up with a curriculum, a program that everyone again can do, whether it's kids, adults, something that we can um, conduct for the public, for companies, for organizations, for places of worship. Um, and, and the goal beyond this was to have something that doesn't just focus on self-defense, which is something that you find a lot, but even more than that, to, to have all the aspects of, of personal safety. So for us, that means recognizing a danger before it happens, um, obviously defending yourself if you're in that situation where someone attacks you or you have a what we call an unexpected dangerous event that happens, and then the after, which is what we normally, everyone teaches when you talk about self-defense, which is running away. So we wanted to put all that together, and that's what RED stands for. It's recognize and escape danger, um, so that people are, are equipped to deal with various um, da unexpected dangerous situations. So what's your involvement like? So um, I'm basically the, the director for, for Asia. So the, the, the regional office is based here in Singapore. Um, but we're, we're giving seminars and, and trainings for corporates and, and public and hotels around the region. So that's, I'm, I'm leading that over here. All right, okay. So at your dojo in Singapore, yeah, you and a couple of others teach Kali Majapahit, uh, Move Academy and Red. Mm. You mostly being involved and in, uh, the director for Move Academy. Yeah? As well, yeah. yeah so what is, what is Move Academy? What do you teach people in the program, aside from parkour being practical and personal safety? What other benefits do you think you can get from it? Okay, so Move, um, so in Red, you have some elements, elements of Move, of, of running away, right? So overcoming obstacles and things like this. But beyond that, Move really is about um, 
the, the, the philosophy at the origins of what we call art du déplacement, which means the art of movement. Um, a lot of people know it as parkour, as free running, and, and the reason why we kept the, uh, the original name is because um, the, the beyond you know, what you see, the, the flips and the vaults and the climbing and the, the physical part of it, we really wanted to emphasize on the values that the founders um, started with and still represent today, which is, um, I mean, the, the list is quite long, but um, working together, the culture of effort, uh, the culture of helping each other, the culture of contributing towards society. Um, so I guess in, in a way, MOVE is about also, again, it's all about growing yourself physically and mentally. Uh, and the tool that we use for MOVE is, is basically movement. Yeah. Okay, should you have to be a pro athlete to care about your health or well-being? Yeah? What does the average person benefit from staying active and healthy? There's, it's, it's, it's difficult to reply in a way. So of course, yes, it's important for everyone to be physically healthy because you're not to make it sound too cheesy but basically the the body is what will if the body is not healthy then it's going to be difficult to really be optimum with the mind right um, so it's going to be about developing that and and again like different age groups for instance will benefit of it in different ways so the kids um, it's going to be very, very important because it has an impact on even how they do at school, how well they do at school. Um, there's something called the pyramid of learning where at the very, very base of that pyramid, um, it's all the physical abilities, what we call the, the developmental, developmental milestones of coordination, balance and all this. And at the very tip of that pyramid is all the academics, uh, all the all the I'll put all the, the brainy stuff basically, but if you don't have a healthy body, um, especially for kids, but even even so for the adults, it's very difficult to um, to achieve other goals, to deal with stress, deal with emotions, um, and just basically to go through a day yeah as optimum as possible. So, do you think that you should have to be a pro athlete to care about your health and well-being? No, I I, I think actually being an athlete. The, the focus, and I'm not saying that's the case all the time, but as an athlete, your focus is on performance, right? It's like, as an athlete, your goal is to perform at your highest potential um, with a specific goal, whether it's a competition or, or anything. It, that doesn't always go with being healthy. Um, and I'm not saying it's the case all the time. There's plenty of athletes who feed the body the right way and, and take care of the body the right way in order to achieve that peak performance. Um, but beyond that, I think everyone needs to take care of the of the body. Whether you're an athlete or not, I think it's important. And I think it's important to have a, a holistic view of what that means. It's not just being as strong as possible, but if I'm very strong but I'm not flexible, eventually it's going to cause me problems. Uh, it's not about um, overworking the body, overbuilding the body, or, or or really reaching for the performance. But are you able to do this for one year, for 10 years, for 20 years? So. Um, I think looking at athletes is a good way to have a role model and to be like, wow, okay, this is what's possible. Now everyone, every person needs to adapt and, and go after what, what's important to them. It might not be, you know, if you have a, a busy life with kids and a work and, and job and, and all that, it might not be easy to reach that peak physical performance that an athlete will do. And that requires hours and hours of training every day, every week. Um, but it's more like, okay, why do you want to be fit? Why, why do you want to take care of your body? And from there, you find the routine that, that or the, 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 the activity that 
that fits that. So I heard you have been involved in permaculture. Like, in what way has it helped you? And you know, how, why is it so important to you at some point? Okay, so permaculture, which is basically, um, it's a form. How would I put it? It's a form of gardening in a way, um, where you're trying to recreate an ecosystem so that um, you're basically you're trying to imitate nature um, to to grow food or to grow yeah basically to grow food. Um, and so I, I took that the what they call the permaculture design um, certificate um, back in Australia, just because it was again going the same vision of um, of holistic um, holistic living, I guess, uh, where I wanted to explore. Okay, what can the mind do? What can the body do? And beyond that, how can we how how can everything that I do has a has a positive is a positive contribution um, around me? And and I think understanding just the ecosystem and nature around us especially for us living in Singapore where we're in the city and we don't necessarily get access to um, you know that much land uh, I wanted to have that understanding of where the food comes from and and what does it take um, yeah so it's just a hobby of mine I don't get to apply it that much here um, but yeah it's something that I'm interested in Right, right, okay. So this is aside, I'm looking at your history for a bit. You used to take a lot of managing roles in your jobs. Did you get into management by working your way up the ranks initially or did you study or something different altogether? Progressing through your career, did you aim to be in a position like where you are really in charge or did it just happen? Yeah, basically what I've always believed in. So I did a, an MBA in, in, in business and marketing, but... Um, for me, it was it was always in a in a way it sounds grand, but it's always working my way up and and basically just um, all the companies, most of the companies that I've worked in, whether they were big or small, I always it was always in a in a smaller office in a, so I had the opportunity to have a vision of everything that was happening, even it was if it was a bigger like um, like IBM or, or or bigger companies, it was always in a in a branch or in, in a small section, so. I think that's what I enjoyed was really understanding everything that was happening. I was very unhappy when I was working in a company that was very, where my role was a, a very small part of something very big. Um, I, I, I wanted to be involved in the, the various aspects. So what I realized pretty quick was that I enjoy, again I enjoyed that, and I think that's what brought me towards entrepreneurship was uh, being able to to really be yeah be involved in, in in my own project and to bring people with me on, on board um, but I, I, I really believe in um, again like if you've studied for very long and then you get posted right away at the top I think there's something that's missing I think you you have a missing understanding of what it takes to get things done um, so so far all the jobs that I've had either I've created it myself if it's my own company or for people I worked with, um, I basically I convinced them to to get me, you know, to a position where I could I could really contribute. Some background failure. That's okay. No Quite problem. dramatic. <laughs> so, did you always want to like you know want to be where you are right now? Like as a kid or teenager, were you interested in the same things, or did it? enter your life as an adult like when you were an adult and stuff like that like what steps did you have to take from getting out of school to getting to where you are now like in terms of study picking up jobs work ethic lifestyle um, I think risk risk taking was 
was the key. Uh, I mean, you can get, there are a few ways of, of doing things and I, I believed in, basically when I, when I finished my studies, I had the choice to either continue further, take the, the um, uh, maybe the safe path, I don't know, um, or to take an opportunity to move overseas, which is when I moved to Singapore, um, and, and basically work my way through uh, something that, that could have become bigger. So it was, it was going to be a tough mission. I was actually supposed to be in the Philippines to, um, to develop for uh, an F&B company. Um, but I think from the beginning, even like a long time ago when I, I did an internship in like a concert hall and I really enjoyed like being backstage and seeing what everything that's happening and being involved in the whole thing and the, the rush, like you have to make everything happen within a very short amount of time and, and you're working with a lot of people, but at the same time you're very independent in what you're doing. So I think that that's the first thing that I really liked. And at first I thought it was specific to that industry, but then I realized, no, this is just the, what I like is that, again, that feeling of, of working with other people, but at the same time, um, you, you get to, you're in charge of your own thing and you can, you can bring it forward, basically. I have to say that you have been one of my mentors throughout my, my early adult life. Like, did you have any mentors of your own, you know, when you're growing up, uh, what impact? have they had on you if you had one if not like what did you do to know like okay this is the right thing that I'm doing um, I do believe in you know you'll find a lot of um, leaders out there or, 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 or business um, gurus and all that who talk about you know the, the, your circle of, of five or basically your close circle around you and I really really do believe that makes a big difference like if you're if you surround yourself with people who are successful in, in the way that's successful to you. So it doesn't mean, you know, if you want to be super rich, then these are the people you want to surround yourself with. If you want to have, if you want to be someone who impacts the world in a very positive way and, and has a positive impact around you, then you want to be around people who are like that. Um, so I think, I do believe it's very, very important. Um, I had people that either I worked with or I worked for or um, who worked or, or, or worked for me even um, who, who influenced me a lot and, and what I've learned to do is if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded and who are exactly like you it's, it's good because it's inspirational and it continues and basically you're growing in the same path but I think it's also very beneficial to have people who are strong in areas that you're not. Um, if you're very creative but you have someone and you're not very structured but you work with someone who's very structured it's very good because it forces you to get better in that area so I really do believe in having someone uh, or, or people around you who, who will contribute towards to you, your, your, your goals basically do you think it's imperative that you should surround yourself or is there a way that you can work with without surrounding these people you, you can I think you, you can and again I'm a very uh, big believer of, of getting things done yourself and, and achieving things yourself um, but I really do believe that one there's obvious benefits in having other people as part of the journey because you, you're contributing as well to get, have other people um, uh, grow from that but um, I do believe it does it's, it's a very good push and no, no matter what like um, no matter what, you will have people around you. You know, unless you live in a cave and you're alone, then, then you're going to be alone. But uh, what I mean, like people who will inspire you, it could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be 
um, like official mentors or people who really take you under their wings. Uh, but it's again, it, um, you will always have people, and I think the the most difficult is if you if you believe in something and you're really passionate about something and you're really executing, like you're really hard at work doing something, and you have people around you who keep telling you like, no, okay, this uh, this doesn't work, or why do you waste your time in this? I'm not saying you sh you shouldn't you know take into account, okay, why are they saying that? And if they, it's just because it's not the path that they took, um, then it's not gonna be energy that's gonna be helpful for you. So um, yeah, we, we always have people around us and that's the circle that you always have your, your five people who are closest to you. So it's just a matter of looking at that and deciding, is it beneficial for me or should I just distance, distance myself uh, from, from them for a little bit so that I, I keep pushing in that direction. Mm -hmm. I can focus on myself a yep. bit, yep. Okay, so like, what does an average day look like for you? Like any morning routines, night routines, daily eating, training habits, daily mindfulness, or like reading and learning? Like, mm, It's difficult for me. I'm sure some people manage to, but I'm not very good at having a routine. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, I like to start early. Like I do like to start at, at maybe at 7 or 7.30 to... Because um, if I wake up any later, then I feel that... I've missed part of the day. Like everyone mm -hmm. yeah, yep. got started, and I'm 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 late in in the not in the race, but I'm late in in, in everything that's happening. So I like to start early. Um, if I have any routine, then it would be the first thing that I'll do. Um, so whether it's training or or whatever it is, the earliest is the better because then you know nothing's gonna disrupt that. So I, I get that habit of uh, of trying to have a routine, um, whatever it is. Uh, as early as I can because if if I have if I try to have a routine in the afternoon um, by then a lot of things crop up and a lot of things happen and then it, so I, I don't manage to get it done but um, in terms of mindfulness what I try to do is again when you're managing something or if you're dealing with different projects at the same time one, one thing that happens very easily is that you get distracted like you, f you spend five minutes on something you don't finish it and then you have like 30 tabs open on your, your web browser, <laughs> yeah. right? And you go to something else and then, oh, there's a message on Facebook and then, oh, someone messaging me on, fa on WhatsApp, oh, I'm supposed to do this. And you end up basically spending a lot of time going back and forth between different things. And one thing that I'm working on right now is, is basically just having focus. So for 15 minutes, it's going to be f at least 15 minutes. And like for me, it's a struggle. And I think for quite a few people it would be the same, um, just focusing on one task. Like there's no messages, there's no calling, there's no whatever, unless it's related to achieving that task that I have for 15 minutes and not doing anything else. Um, and I think that's um, an illness that we have now with you know, everything that's happening so fast in social media is that we, we jump from one thing to another. Um, when I think it's important to, um, not necessarily to slow things down, but to uh, to focus a little bit, to have our attention span stretched a little bit longer but yeah otherwise um, yeah so and I, I usually go to bed by about 1, one o'clock 1 a.m. alright so it's quite quite well I would say an early sleep for most of us at this age too okay. huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I try basically I try to sleep for 6 to 7 hours that's that's mm -hmm. my that's the routine I need to keep otherwise I don't function properly during the day <laughs> All right. So, what do you what do you do? Your future plans look like expanding on where you're already at right now, or something totally different? And uh, yeah, actually, it's well strengthening what I have. Um, so it's it's always again, and and that's 
I'm not gonna say it's specific to Singapore, but especially in Singapore, when you when you run something, you it you constantly have to kind of renew yourself, mm-hmm. even though the core of what you teach, the core of what you do is yep, the yep. same, and the values and and whatever you believe in will stay the same, um, because there's so many things happening and so much. Um, yeah, ways for people to to get their attention everywhere. It's important to always renew yourself and refresh whatever you do. So so that takes quite a bit of, of chunk of my, my time to to focus on the existing and have enough time for while well, simply the people I work with, uh, the intru- instructors or, or or the students. So having quality time in, in what already is existing. So that takes quite a bit of my time. At the same time, I um, I always need to be in the what's happening in one year, two years. So uh, basically having projects in the pipeline. Because if you focus on, on, and that's just for the business, well, in, in general, if you focus on on working in the business, you lose that vision of, of that, that macro vision, right, of, of everything that's happening. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, I'm trying to have a balance between executing what I'm doing well and at the same time thinking, okay, what's next and what are the new projects? So in terms of new projects, it's, it's yeah, branching out in, in the same thing that we do, but different locations. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's all I've got for you. All right, yeah, thank so you so much, Ben. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. If you would like to connect with Ben, you can search up Kali Majapahit, that's K-A-L-I space M-A-J-A-P-A-H-I-T or R-E-D Asia and drop him an email there and you can find out more on what it's all about. Up next, we have Ling from Sparks where we'll be talking about the secrets of learning and how it has helped her to be a better person. Stay tuned.